Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Twist, Turns, and One-Liners. This week I'm joined by Brittany. She's been on previously in at least some capacity. I was on one episode. <laughs> so, uh, this week we're taking a look at Sahara, the uh, 2005 uh, Matthew McConaughey movie. And you hadn't seen this. No, and you have? Mm-hmm, plenty of times. Oh, okay. um yeah so this movie i'll give a little summary um season adventurer dirk pitt played by matthew mcconaughey sets out for the african desert with his sarcastic companion played by steve zahn in search of a ship rumored to have vanished long ago the main draw being the treasure supposedly hidden within the lost vessel when the daring duo comes across a beautiful scientist played by penelope cruz who is juggling an escape from a warlord and a mission to stop the spread of a powerful plague. Their desert expedition begins to heat up. I think that summary is like whoever wrote it. It's a little (laughs) bit disingenuous because they aren't looking for the treasure in the ship because they don't even know there is a treasure in the ship. True. They're just looking for the ship. Yeah. Like, cause he basically wants to prove it exists and it made it and that it made it there. I mean, the treasure thing is, you know, yeah, I will. Yeah, I will say like I didn't read the summary before I watched the movie mm-hmm. and I feel like um it took me a while to like understand like what was going on, like what what was going to be like the big thing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cuz it was like they were I kept asking you like okay, so they're both like on their own mission, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was it was have I was having a hard time like figuring out like what was connecting them. Mm-hmm. But so, basically they kind of like helped each other. Yeah, it's one of the, it's they in, initially were just kind of going on their own way, right? Um she had uh Dirk had rescued her from that from the guys that were trying to you know, kidnap or whatever they were trying to do. Yeah, that. So those were the warlords. People, like yeah, yep. people. Yeah, yeah. Because Which, she was yeah. So into like stuff. Now, now, looking back, I can understand that. But like when it was happening, I was like, "What's going on?" I think the idea was just that they were somewhere where people aren't really people who poke into things aren't really welcome. Mm. I think was the idea, and then. You know, it's not until she wants to go further into the this place where, like, they make pretty clear is, like, you know, basically a constant war zone, like, that it would be dangerous for them to go, but they want to go anyway. And obviously they want to take the yacht up upriver to go look for their lead, look on their lead. So it's like, a, hey, you said if I needed anything, well, I could use a ride upriver. So then they, you know, mm-hmm. pit, like, hitch a ride with them. And then go up, and then they split off, not expecting anything to go wrong. Well, I don't know about that, but because it wasn't until they were getting stopped in the river that they realized that the other two were in trouble, mm-hmm. right? So that's the that's what ended up binding them together. Is they're kind of like they're uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they felt compelled to help just because of, I guess, who they were, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, like, they worked for the WHO, and they were there for 
like them, right? Yeah, the yeah, the doctor and the one dude. Yeah, they were like looking uh looking into why people were getting sick or they were there to help people and they were finding people that so were sick. So they don't have like protection. Well, I think once they went up river to look for more stuff, I don't think they had the I don't necessarily think they had the go ahead. Mm. I think it was one of those things where well, we're just going to keep looking into this. Okay, that makes sense. I was curious like I don't really know how that all works, but it seems like they were, yeah, kind of going where they weren't allowed or wanted. Right. That's scary. Like, I wonder if that happens, like, in real life. Like, people go like somewhere. Like, they and... go, and then they get themselves into trouble, and... Yeah, it for sure happens. Yeah, that's, like, scary to think about. Yeah. <laughs> I would not want that job. Yeah. I th- I don't think... uh I don't think people go, well, I would imagine there's probably some people who probably always think the best in of a situation when they shouldn't that probably get into those positions. But I think most people that do it know what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. I think the idea is that, you know, most people aren't going to help them and so, like people in situations like that. So somebody has to. Okay. So it was the two doctors. It was e- Eva, mm-hmm. Eva, and... The I don't other remember guy. the other guy. No, I don't remember, I don't remember his, his name. I can look it up. Frank. Okay. okay. So they were the two doctors and then they had like connections and those people were like helping them um, get around, I guess. Mm-hmm. Can you summarize like kind of Matthew McConaughey and like his group, his connections and why they were there? Yeah. Like, so he's, so him and Dirk and Al... They're like they sh- at the beginning. There was that whole montage of like newspaper clippings and photos of them. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they were high school buddies, but they went to the navy into the Navy SEALs and stuff. And then after that, they like started doing this, like all this, like I don't know, I don't know if you'd want to call it treasure hunting, but you might as well. Uh, just kind of adventuring type stuff, right? And they were hired to go. They were hired to go there to retrieve that you know, that coffin or sarcophagus, whatever you want to call it, that they took out the, what's his face? Um, why can't I think of what his name was? The guy that ends up being a bad guy. Bad guy? What's his name? I forgot already. Cause he, no, no, cause he's the warlord. Um, do, 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 do. I think it's the guy who is played by Lambert Wilson, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Massard, Massard Industries, Massard. It's Massard, that, that dude. Anyway, he hired them to recover that thing because he was trying to sell it at an auction or whatever. However, that ended up working. Um, because I think that's what they were doing. I don't think they were donating it, but they might have been. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, so basically, they they're people that get hired to go retrieve like you know old things, mm-hmm. like in the. I mentioned this like after the movie got done that I had like briefly looked into the book series because this is based on books. Briefly looked in that book series because I wanted to look at something that I saw at the beginning. Like one of the head, one of the clippings was like, um, 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 what's the name of their company? Uh, why am I having such a hard time with names today? 
well their their company like whatever it was their company raises the titanic was like one of the newspaper clippings and i was kind of curious about that it's numa by the way but um that's one of the old that's one of the books that's one of the like dirk pitt books is uh, uh it's the third one raise the titanic hmm. so um I would imagine there's other little nods to the to the other books. I mean, that's the only one that stood out. Because I, I didn't know it. Like I said, I didn't know anything about the books. But that's one that stood out because obviously that hasn't happened. It's still, it's not like a real thing. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, they're basically, you know, contractors who go find stuff for people. So why did that, the guy... Did we find out his, what his name was? Massard? That yeah. was his name? Yeah. Oh. Eve Massard or something, isn't it? Or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he hired them to find... Whatever that, that like, thing was that they picked up in the at the beginning. He, okay. like, funded that expedition yeah but then he already was like had like that whole right that up right the idea is that he is like a rich like businessman Mm -hmm. in the area so he like funds projects to put his name out there like because the whole the whole thing with his that like factory out in the desert the whole thing is that it's a clean way to get rid of waste Mm -hmm. but the whole thing is that they weren't actually able to consistently get rid of the waste because the solar panels were inefficient so when they couldn't get rid of it they'd have to put it down underground but they were and they were only putting it underground to keep it out from above so like nobody found out about it so basically he was trying to make his business look like it was working when it wasn't working because mm-hmm. that's where all his money is, is in his businesses. And when they were putting it underground, that's what was it was contaminating the water. Right. Which is Which is what you find out way later. Right, in right. In the movie technically. Right. And it's what it's what like their whole like search for the for the um the Texas, the ship is kind of what helps them solve like the air quotes mystery right because they like the only way that the texas could have got to where it was is if there was a river the only way that that the contaminants can get down is if the water's still there but the idea is that the water's kind of underneath the surface and that's what's like trickling down to where the you know water supply the river that ends up going down and threatens to go to the coast yada yada yeah, and then like the Massard guy and who was the main warlord person? His name? Um Kazim. They were like in cahoots. Right. And Right, cuz he was operating in their territory. So right. he have, It's kind of one of those things where like it was going well for both of them until you know, his plant had to shut down and he's like, well, regardless of whether you're making money or not, you need to be paying me. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those things where it was good until it wasn't. But were they stopping, like trying to um, catch like the doctor, like the doctors who were like kind of digging into stuff? Right. Because if... Because they knew... Yeah, well... It was contaminating, or they didn't even know that it was contaminating the water. I think, I think the idea is that they just... Regardless if they knew, they definitely didn't want 
like anything to risk shutting, shutting it, down. it down, right? Yeah. So anyone poking their nose anywhere at all, they obviously don't want them around. Right. But um, I would say, so we were going to watch this or we were going to watch Into the Blue, which are both, they're both kind of those, and you haven't seen either of them, I don't think, well, obviously until now, but those are both, it's kind of like fits that, like, that, you know, action adventure kind of one-off movie that you don't see as much anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like, everyone's always trying to build franchises. Where, granted, this one may have tried to build a franchise off the character because... Yeah, I definitely could if there's a bunch of, like, books, adventures. Right. And, yeah, books. But I think the... That they could go off. I would imagine it, like, just glancing at the Wikipedia page, it didn't do very well. The bo- Like, it didn't make back its budget. So that's probably why... Yeah, I was also reading that they had like several um, Green, issues. Greenland with a production budget of eighty million, the cost rose to hundred million by the time shooting started, and ballooned to hundred sixty million by the time it wrapped. Yeah, sixty-one million in distribution expenses. Most expensive. <laughs> Twenty fourteen Los Angeles Times listed as one of the most expensive flops of all time. It's a bummer because I, I like this movie. I think it's pretty okay. Obviously, I suggested it, and I've watched it a hundred times. Yeah, it was good, and I like the... I mean, this wasn't... I mean, it was like Treasure Hunt, kind of, mm-hmm. but that wasn't like the main focus. Right. Like, I really like um, Treasure Hunt movies, like National Treasure. Mm-hmm. But you <laughs> didn't want to watch Indiana Jones? Yeah, I've never seen <laughs> it, I guess. I don't know. Kind of judging a book by its cover there, and just not wanting to go down that, but... Yeah, because that's what that movie is. That movie is basically... And I liked Fool's Gold, which also has Matthew McConaughey yeah. in it. I like those, but... Yeah, I mean, this was this was a good movie, I'd say. Yeah. Like, it was decent. Right, it's Interesting. not... Interesting. The only, the only bit that's a li- uh, that's slightly over the top for me, because all, all of it's very plausible and believable, except I don't know if it's possible... I don't know if it's possible or... or, or if they would have been able to do it the way they did it, but the air air sailing the the airplane across the desert, like oh. using it as like a oh yeah, like, I don't know, that I don't know how practical little. that is. And <laughs> then there. obviously the the I mean the cannonball thing that could happen, that could be a thing. I believe that I was, more than the airplane. Bit. Well, I was saying to you before that. How did none of them like ever get injured? Like yeah. the amount of like bullets they took, but that's movies. Like in their right? direction. I know, but like normally I feel like in a lot of movies, like someone get like you get like a flesh wound or like you get injured somehow, but you can keep going and like the adrenaline like keeps you going. But this movie, like somehow they never got injured. Like yeah. nothing. Yeah. Like a few like visible, visible scratches on their face. But other than that, yeah. nothing. <laughs> I think it's... I thought that was interesting. I mean, obviously, it's probably not likely that... I mean, there's there's parts in it where, like, bullets are flying where for sure they would... Like, when they, especially when they were on the boat. Yeah. When they were on the boat, that was probably the most, like... like that was probably the most likely place for them to get hit. Yeah. Because they're, you know, it's... They're, like, open. Like, and literally it's, And they're close. Yeah. And they're, the people shooting them are pretty close. Yeah. And, like, there's the one, there's a part where he, like, runs and jumps and dives over the window, and the window's just getting destroyed by bullets. Like, those are the, those little moments there when you'd think he'd probably get hit, 
but again they're the they're the main characters they're yeah. not gonna i was also gonna say you can tell that they're like seasoned because i feel like they don't like their reaction you, to yeah stuff like was, it's they knew pretty, what they knew what was going on yeah and they like almost it was almost like they knew it was gonna work and they were gonna like survive it mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever they were like going through something crazy right i mean like that's... especially on the boat too like Right, when they're like, let's like let's do the Panama and then he's like Yeah, what? Okay, yeah. Rain Wilson's character is the only one who is like what's going out. on? Like right. what is going on? But they like like they didn't even have to really say it to each other. Right. Like they had that like connection. Right. They've probably shorthand. been yeah, shorthand, like they've been through things together. Right. Yeah, I would imagine their however short or long it was, their time as Navy SEALs was probably pretty mm-hmm. I liked their dynamic. Right. Because it's like, it's one of those things where they, it's it's like that buddy duo, but it's not like one of them is the dumb one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not like one of them is the sidekick. Right. They're both perfectly capable. Yeah. Like Steve Zahn's character, he's a little bit more goofy Mm -hmm. sometimes. It's I would say just more sarcastic. It's not necessarily goofy. Yeah. But they're both like... 100% 100% capable. Yeah. No, I like that. Like nobody's the butt of a joke or anything. Yeah. No, I liked that about mm-hmm. the dynamic. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, I think just in general, the only incompetent people in this movie are the bad guys. But like everybody, like it, there's no, I guess Rain Wilson's character is a little bit, not necessarily the butt of the joke, but clearly the inexperienced one. But they don't. Inexperienced in the sense that he hasn't been like. In a fight. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or like. Right. Yeah, and I mean, and he's useful, and he's useful in his spot too, right? Because he's he does all the things that he needs to do when they have him, ask him to do it, mm-hmm. and then when he goes back, ends up back on like with their boss, and he's like doing all that stuff. Yeah, there. like he basically figured it out. Right. There's no like Bef- like before they did. Fig- well, he figured it out before, before they found the, it. He figured it out for the people outside, so mm-hmm. they knew that they needed like backup and stuff. Basically, yeah. granted that didn't happen either because they couldn't convince the people to do it but yeah but yeah i think um i think uh it's funny because you end up when you watch stuff you like a lot of the a lot of stuff you realize you like a lot of stuff that involves like the same people so like basically anything I wouldn't say anything Matthew McConaughey's in, but a lot of stuff that he's in, I really like. Like, just from the podcast, history of the podcast. Just I know, I was going to say. Contact it's was really good. I really like Contact. I really like uh, Interstellar. Uh, was he in anything else? I don't think so. But And then, obviously, I like this movie quite a bit. I wouldn't say I, it's my, like, it, 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 I would say it ranks in, like, an, uh, some list of my favorite movies. I don't know exactly what list that is, but I'm sure I would find a place for it Top on the list. Top 100? Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, uh, same thing with, uh, Steve's on like granted more of the stuff that I see with him in it that I like are usually more, they're like comedy movies, mm-hmm. but not all of them, but some of them, like I just watched Righteous Gemstones on HBO. He's in the third season of that. Okay. So yeah, I've seen him in stuff. Can't think of anything. I think the first thing, the furthest thing back or the thing that I just remember the most but not necessarily like the most would have been Daddy Daycare. He was in that like a 
He was like one of the people that helped him run the daycare. But there's like a bunch of other comedies that I remember that I oh, I looked I just there. looked him up and I saw Joyride and then I was like thinking about how we saw that other Joyride movie. And then my sister thought <laughs> and we then had he's, seen Yeah. We told and he's we told in my, that, so we told my sister that we went and saw uh Joyride, the uh the new the newer comedy movie that came out this year. Um and my sister thought we were talking about the two thousand one Joyride with Paul Walker and Steve Zahn where they're like running away from the truck driver. Like <laughs> Which she, I haven't seen actually. She thought that we like they were like randomly showing it at a theater or something and we just happened to go. It was kinda of funny. But he's in that, so Yeah. Uh Rescue Dawn's really good. That one's about POWs during uh, I don't remember which war. But it's got Christian Bale in it as well, I believe. That one's I haven't seen that as many times, but it's mm. it's a good one. Um I would say though It is funny though that you like a lot of the movies that you guys have listened to on this podcast, like mm-hmm. have some have, connection. Like cast crossovers yeah. i i'm just remembering war for the planet of the apes granted we didn't do that as yeah. part of the podcast with that specific one we did the one before it dawn mm-hmm. but he he's like he's in, in that, that too yep, yep. it's weird because it's like i mean obviously you guys put some thought into the movies that you pick but then like today this was like a random like scroll through right just picking something yeah and we decided so to it's go with weird it. that yeah. Yeah. Is it coincidental or are the yeah. same people in just like... I'd, I'd say there's some coincidence to it. Yeah. But obviously, I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe it's subliminal. Like that's <laughs> what made me pick it, but, or made us pick it, I guess. Made me suggest it. Well, I had seen Into the... Well, we were scrolling through Showtime, mm-hmm. and I saw Into the Blue, and I said, oh, it's kind of like... It's kind of like Sahara, and then I kept scrolling, and I figured I was going to run into it. I figured I was going to run into it, but I didn't end up. Oh, he's trying to... Uh, yeah, our dog's right trying to <laughs> jump up. But I thought I was going to run into it, and we did run into it. And, and so then we decided to watch that one. Right. And maybe... We will visit Into the Blue and a later podcast, just because I feel like, since you said they're similar, like, Mm -hmm. I kind of want to watch it. (laughs) And I was also, like, leaning towards that one, but then you're like, but then I was like, you pick, Mm -hmm. you know. As it goes. That relationship. (laughs) (laughs) So we ended up watching this one, which was good. Right. So if the you other, said the other one's similar, I'm sure I'd like that one as well. Yeah, the other one, I would say that like, uh, if comparing the two, aside from the fact that one takes place in the desert and one takes place primarily on, in the ocean, mm-hmm. aside from that difference, this one, like the main characters in this one are like, you know, they're Navy SEAL, very, you know, capable people. Whereas in the other movie, they're just kind of normal people. Oh, but that doesn't mean. They're... Is it more like treasure hunt? Like they're that's like the main focus, or is it kind of like this movie where? It's... Yeah, yeah. So the like Paul Walker and Jessica Alba, their characters, they like are like the treasure hunting type, mm. and then Paul Walker's friend comes into town with like his new girlfriend, and they take them out like scuba diving, and oh. they come across. 
Gotcha. Stuff. So in the end of this movie or like towards the end, mm-hmm. did they know the ship? Did they know they were getting like close to the ship? Like where it was like basically buried? Oh, while they were running away or like? Yeah, you know, they're being like chased by... Ugh, I keep forgetting the names, but... Kazim? Yeah. And like they're in the car. They escaped the plant. Well, they knew they knew it was somewhere in that area because of the, based on the drawing on the in the cave, right? Mm-hmm. Like but they like, knew was, that did structure. Did you know that? Like while he's like, okay, we're gonna throw the. No, 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 no. I think that just happened. Oh, yep. Yeah, I was wondering that. Yep. I was like, because then when it, oh Cause, yeah, because then they like stop and then the smoke clears and it's there and they're like, and they're like, back holy up. shit. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I think because... Like, what are the odds of that? I mean, it makes sense that it's there, too. I mean, to me, because where that, like, where that, like, cliff is, it's, like, just below that cliff. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... I think the idea is that's supposed to be, like, the erosion line where, like, the water may have been up uh, to there at one point in time. Okay. And it had, you know, dropped below there, obviously, and that's when it got stranded. Mm-hmm. Or however it worked. But... um, The only... The only thing, I heard the only thing, one of the things, like, I'm not sure, so they get into it, and they, obviously, they, you know, they think it's going to be, it's going to protect them. Well, he thinks it's going to protect them, but then they have (laughs) armor-piercing rounds on the, on the... Can you uh, tell me that again? The plan? When, (laughs) after the bullets, like, pierce through all the thing. Uh, That was funny. But they, when they go through, um... And she finds, like, the fuse and stuff. Like, I wonder how viable that stuff actually still would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wonder... Well, normally when you do the cannonball thing, it goes off. Like, it doesn't, like, delay like that, right? I mean, I don't really know, I guess. It depends on what they're shooting Because they kind of seemed like... Well, they shot the cannonball, uh-huh. like, and then the cannonball, like, got, was well, in the you, helicopter, and then... It rolled around a bit for Yeah, it so it yep. normally would blow up right away i think it just yeah i think it would depend on the timing of that like that fuse right that fuse stick because like when we at the very beginning when it came into that like fighting that was going on Mm -hmm. like with the texas like there were plenty of cannonballs and stuff that were exploding in the air before they even hit anything so i think it's just it just i don't think it was a very consistent thing i would imagine there'd be plenty of times too where it doesn't blow up yeah well that's what it kind of seemed like they were like oh it's fine. Right. Don't need to worry about it. And then the all fuse of a sudden, rolls over. Yeah. Oh, Blew speaking up. speaking of fuses, the uh, when they do the Panama, the cigar like up against the gas oh, yeah. line. I'm not entirely sure if that would have lit up either, but I feel like most things in movies, like, well, of course, aren't realistic. Of course, <laughs> it serves the purpose. But uh, I think. As again, I said this earlier. As far as as far as like, uh, as far as like, suspension of disbelief, I think this movie is one of those is one that does a good job at like not going too far over the top. Yeah, like, no. In terms of believability, I think um, I would. I bet if this had done better, they probably would have made. They probably were trying like trying to make more or would have tried to make yeah, more like a franchise right just because 
the fact that there's you know plenty of source material there obviously they had nods to the other some of the other books at the beginning but what if there is like secretly a movie out there what do you mean we would know about it of course like maybe there is a movie and then you just never heard of it oh but i don't see it yeah I don't know. Like, I think that's the other thing too. That's another thing. Like, a lot of my, a lot of the movies that I, a lot of movies that I like, I, whether I know it or not, do like end up being based on a book. I mean, a lot of movies are based on books, but yeah, like this one, context is based on a book. I'm looking up at my books right now. Zodiac is based on a book, which Zodiac has to find its way in here at some point. But mm. have you read any of those books? Nope. I, I have I, them I knew though. The answer to that, folks. I have it. I have them. I just I'm so slow. I'm so slow at reading mm. that it just it's not it's not necessarily fun for me because I'm slow. See, I'm when it comes to books and movies, I I need to if I'm gonna if I want to read the book before, like I have to read the book before. If I want to read the book and there's a movie on the book. I have to read the book first before I see the movie. Otherwise, I struggle to get through the book because, like, I'm not. You kind of already know what's going to happen. Yeah, and then that makes me, like, not want to read the book because, like, I already struggle, like, just reading books Mm -hmm. just because it I lose, like, focus, like, my mind wanders, whatever. So if I'm going to want to see the movie... I gotta read the book first. Yeah, I guess. But I don't. But I don't do like I've seen plenty of movies, and then I just never read the book. And I also feel like it's like a thing where then if I do read the book and see the movie, the movie's not as good, you know. So it's like I don't know. I think there's 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 instances for sure where I think. No, that's not true. I was going to say something that I don't think is true. <laughs> it's pretty subjective usually, right? Like whether or not somebody likes the book or the movie. Mm-hmm. There's some universal like opinions where they know this like this book is better than that movie or that movie's better than this book, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But like I think for the most part it's pretty subjective. I think it's like in both cases like if you read the book first, and then watch the movie, you already know what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. then it makes the movie not as good and vice versa. Unless, like unless they change, the unless they change things in like a creative or like in a better way, which right. is usually not the case. Well, usually when you, usually the book is more detailed. I think, and, I think changes by omission are usually the best changes mm-hmm. when it comes to a movie. Like the one that first comes to mind is with it, like the new it movies, the newer, not the, obviously not the old series that, Mm -hmm. um, like there's a weird, like, like scene in the book, like towards the end where like, they don't just do like the, they don't do the whole like blood bond thing. They, there's like a weird, like they have like a weird, like group sex thing. Mm or something i haven't read the book but i know about it mm-hmm. i don't think so it's something to that extent like i would i would say that i'm pretty sure the movie did much better without that than had they included it because it isn't super necessary to what was going on oh. like uh one that i have read that i like have i wouldn't say i have strong opinions on but i think made a lot of sense or lord of the ring in the lord of the rings books 
Like, those are really dense books. There's plenty of stuff that you can't fit into a movie. Mm -hmm. Even with the extended editions of the movies, they're really effing long. Yeah. So, like, a lot of people, I don't uh, want to, I don't want to generalize, but the first movie is missing a character that has, like, at least a chapter all about them Mm -hmm. in the book. Tom Bombadil, for anybody who knows, but, and I don't. Maybe in terms of the book and the overarching lore, he makes sense. But like, if they would have thrown that character into the movie, it wouldn't have made any sense to the tone of the movie because mm-hmm. he's kind of like a kind of a wacky, like mysterious, wacky kind of caution to the wind character, sort of who like sings a lot and does a lot of weird stuff. But at the the point that they meet them and the, meet him in the book, mm-hmm. if they would have thrown him in the movies at that spot, it would have been weird. I think yeah. it would have thrown the whole mood off hmm. but that's just me i don't know um i'm trying to think i know people have strong opinions about harry potter and i don't know about hunger games i haven't read the books and i haven't like looked into that stuff i know there's plenty of stuff that people pitch about with harry potter but i feel like they complain about like any series that is book. Especially if it blows up. Like right? Twilight too, I'm sure. Like Anything that blows again, up. Again, I didn't becomes... read the books first. And I love the movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't get through the books because they're so big and I just can't do it. I think I think it's one of those things where people when there's a, a book series that becomes a movie series and the people who I think there's a subsection of the book people who like the books who will just immediately hate the movie no matter what mm-hmm. in in kind of a it, all, I, it starts with I, the casting honestly well with the casting but I was going to say like I, I was going to say ignore that part of it it gets popular and they they take the mentality of you know oh, I I've, been, this I've been reading yeah. this forever and now everybody's all about it yada yada so then they resent the changes or like because, you know, maybe yeah. somebody who hasn't read the books likes parts that changed and, you know, that whole thing. But, yeah, casting, too. People have a lot of opinions about that. And I think a lot of times it's that's those are the stupidest reactions because with the obviously there are exceptions. But so many casting choices in some of these movies, like, you know, on paper at the time doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. But then the thing actually comes out and ends up being, yeah, you know, awesome. Yeah. I mean, they might not look, yeah, they might not look how you pictured, Mm -hmm. but, you know, you can change people's looks. Right. (laughs) That that was a big thing with uh, a lot of Game of Thrones characters. Like, Dario Naharis was supposed to be kind of like a wacky, like, blue-haired, like, Mm. kind of scraggly dude and when they first introduced him he's like you know square jaw long light colored hair just Mm -hmm. like you know very a very beautiful man basically but then they recasted because he went to do the transporter for whatever reason which was stupid Mm. and then the replacement a lot of people like the guy that plays him later in the series but i really wish it would have stayed the first guy yeah but also haven't read those books yeah i have them but i haven't read them i I keep telling my well like i try to do them on audiobook but the guy who reads the audiobook is so boring <laughs> he's just I, and i think that's a pretty universally held like 
opinion is that I, that, that the, the guy that can... yeah the guy that narrates the Game of Thrones audiobooks is just snooze fest. Mm. I think I haven't done a whole lot of audiobooks, but the Lord of the Rings ones are good. Like mm. the guy who does those is pretty good. Andy Circus has gone back and redone. I don't know if all of them, but at least one of them. He's the guy who did who played Smeagol, oh. call him, and he went back and did a, like uh, the audio reading for the books like recently within the last couple of years. Audio book. I was really into audio books for a while there yeah. because I can read like I mean listen to right. I'll like get through a lot of books quickly because right. I can listen to it at like one and a half speed. Mm-hmm. And then I like got through a bunch of books, but there's something about like actually having the book yeah, and reading. Well, that's why, <laughs> like, that's why I have some of the books I have, like not necessarily the reading part, but uh, well, chaos. I want to actually read chaos. I've listened to the audiobook a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, I like the, I, I like, you know, sitting out on the patio with a book and reading. It's just that I feel like I don't have the time or I don't set aside the time enough and then end up, it ends up taking me like so long to read a book Um, or I like start it, I get really into it and then I like stop halfway and life happens and then all of a sudden it's like, Two months later, and I'm like, oh, I should probably finish that book. And then I'm like, oh, what was happening? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to reread it, okay? Right. <laughs> My problem with books is I'll be reading, and then I'll get like a, I'll get like a couple pages in, and then I'll realize I'm literally just like read. I'm I'm reading to re- like get through it. I'm not reading to like actually comprehend what's going mm-hmm. on. So then I have to go back and read the last page again and yeah. I'm doing that like pretty frequently. Yeah. So that's why I don't like reading. I'm sure I could get better at it, but Yeah. No, I like yeah, I lose focus and then I'm rereading pages. I think that's why I like audiobooks though because I used to like when I was younger and like had to read books for school or something, I'd actually like sometimes have my mom read it to me. And like so then I could just like sit there <laughs> and then it, she would read it. Isn't like, that counter to the point? Well, this was like, I don't know, like, I had, like, I think I had to do like a speech on a book and like, you just pick the book and like, it was like, I hadn't read the book and mm-hmm. it was like, this speech is due in like two days or something. And I was like, <laughs> struggling to like, read it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Sometimes I just like someone reading it and then I can like focus on like picturing it, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. What, how, how did we get on this tangent? Well, I mean, this whole thing's in a book and uh, an adaptation. Yeah. We were talking about Maybe we should read the book. We'll see you in a year, guys, yeah. <laughs> so we can talk about it. Right. <laughs> Maybe we could. could at least... If like, I'm I going to read though, a book on how... a movie, I wouldn't pick this one. No offense. Yeah. Just because, I don't know, there's like so many other books that are being turned into movies that I'd rather read. Right. I mean, and with this one, there's... There's the newest one is 2021, uh, 26 books. Yeah. Pretty. I will say when it comes to the books and the movies thing, though, the only thing that like if I do like I'm current, I currently watch the summer I turned pretty and those are based on books. Mm -hmm. So then it's like I didn't read the books first. And since now I watched the show, 
like both seasons and there's going to be a third season like i don't think i'll read the books because i'll struggle to get through it but then it's like you hear all these things of like it wasn't the same as the books and stuff so then i want to know what it was or like i want to know what happens next no like in season three oh so then I like read ahead or like read to yeah I like read the summary of the book basically oh, okay. so that I can get I mean I had already heard things so I think that's one uh, but then it's like that's what makes me want to read the book is so that I can find out but it's like it would take too long for me to read the book so then I'm like I'll just read the summary that's one of the things that's getting annoying with Game of Thrones and I I it's obviously been more annoying for the people who've been reading the books along the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's just how long it's taking him to release the next book. And then even after that one, there's supposed to be another one. Oh. And this one's been taking uh, a long time. Uh, I can look really quick. He's been writing Winds of Winter for 12 years. Oh my God. And I think the... The one after that is supposed to be Songs of Spring. That's like how I feel like when you like, uh, because I'm like a binge person, like I'd rather binge a show, but that's how I feel when you like are binging a show, like that's been going on for a while for the next and then you get to the point where, yeah, you have to wait for the new season. Yeah. This is, but that's normally only like a year or two or something. 12 years, I can't even imagine. And to put it into perspective, um, uh, the first one came out in 96. The second one in 99. The um, third one, 2000, 2005, and then 2011. So at most, six years. And now we're twice as long before Winds of Winter. And it's a dream of spring. But like that one's that one's on a whole nother level of like craziness because even if you don't even if you didn't read the books and you watch the show, it's pretty clear that after the show, regardless if you knew this at the time or not, when the show hits the end of the source material, mm-hmm. which is end of season five, um that's when the show's quality kind of starts to decline i think most people would agree with the exception there there's exceptions for sure season six wasn't so bad and there's episodes scattered throughout that are good Mm -hmm. but especially the last two seasons like yikes that's like a quality decline hitherto undreamt of yeah see that was one of those the shows where like i didn't i didn't i wasn't watching it when it started Mm -hmm. so i binged it and then i had to wait and oh. I started waiting when it was like the more like recent seasons that mm-hmm. weren't as good mm-hmm. and people were disappointed. So yeah. <laughs> hopped on that train a little too late Yeah, where I, like I didn't get to like, like when I hit the red wedding and stuff like that, like craziness, mm-hmm. like it wasn't like I could talk about it right. with people as if it was like brand new. I... I started watching when the ads for season three were coming out or maybe Mm -hmm. season three had just started. No, I don't think it had started yet. And 
it was a season three was about to start, so I ran to Walmart and grabbed the Blu-rays, mm-hmm. Blu-rays for the first two seasons, and then watched them all in one sitting. Yeah. So I binged the first two seasons, and then from there I was episode to episode. Mm. It's all the way in 2013, 10 years ago. It's crazy. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Dang. We're old. <laughs> um. Anyway, we can, do you want to do our, we can do our little bits. Our bits. Uh, the show. I was going to say that uh, people should comment on like Instagram or in like whatever the comment section is, mm-hmm. and let us know if they're read the book or oh yeah, watch the movie. Oh, that'd be good. Or I suppose, or any recommendations on like books you should read before you watch a movie or something. Right. Or basically any opinions on book and book uh, adaptations right yeah like maybe ones where the movie's way better than the book or ones yeah. where the movie's just trash mm-hmm. which i feel like is a, a lot of places yeah. where the movie's trash could, compared to the book but cuz in these in these uh, odd week these odd week episodes when carla's away um it'd be a perfect opportunity to do some of those yeah like if somebody any has movie right book right I'm not going to say we're going to read the book. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, for sure. No. Well, we, we, hey, we, we could listen, take a look at we could listen well, to it, it on be... Audible in like a day, like literally. Yeah, true. Well, but it like, depends on the book. It depends yeah, on the thing. But I mean, we could. The other thing, too, is if we... That's getting a let, little crazy, though. Right. Because let, we can barely yeah. get through... <laughs> right, right. Let's say somebody like... Somebody says this book is way better than this movie. And mm-hmm. then we watch the movie without knowing the book. Yeah. Like, so we can just see where that kind of yeah. lands. So, yeah. Any comments? Yeah, let us be know. Welcomed adaptations. That's the theme of this episode. <sighs> um. Okay, so now we can get into the segments that. The segments that I'm a little afraid because. Why? I didn't think about a. I didn't think about the segments. I'm I, not used to this. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the spinoff is obviously. I think. I think that's where we clear you could literally pick like a Do million more books right spinoffs with the books right how many books are there it was like 26 oh I think. wow they could have 26 spinoffs <laughs> right not... but i think i think the idea is more like what would you like what would your spinoff be like yeah i know what the idea is right i mean honestly like obviously it would just be another some sort of type of adventure right but like I think, uh, I think an early, like going back before this would be more interesting than after. Like, yeah, I guess like how they got there. Right. Like there's a there's those there's that moment in movies like in this like one how where they, they say, met or something. There's the well, there's high school, wasn't it? No, I don't know. Um, I mean, yeah, I think he did say that they, since kindergarten or something. But there's the there's parts in these movies where. Like the shorthand for pulling into Panama, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like how did that come about? Right, it's the same thing. Or what? The one, I couldn't think of what other one I was thinking about. The other one I was thinking about was uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh Budapest. yeah, yep. That um, nobody ever got. To yeah, see. because it, didn't they say the Panama thing like didn't work the first time? Right. So yeah, kind of seeing how they got out of it when yeah, it didn't work. Exactly. Um, yeah, that'd be a good spinoff. Um, as far as, uh, like the kill off bit, oh, I mean, God. it's usually or, right? Spin off or kill off, but I think it, it's and in, in most instances, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I was going to say, didn't Carla mention in like one of the podcasts, I don't know what movie it was for, but how she gets annoyed that there's always like a love interest. Uh I thought that was kind of, I thought about that when, you know, like they, uh, Dirk and Eva get together in the end. I feel like it wasn't necessary. Like it just wasn't. Yeah. But there's that little clip that he makes before they go on their own separate ways. Yeah. Where he kind of hits on her. Yeah, that he's, Yeah. Like, but they, like, it's not like it's that crazy if they're both like, no. if it's not like, it's like if it had gone different, if it, everything had gone well and they didn't go through that, they may have like hooked up afterwards yeah. anyway. No, I was just, I'm just wondering like when they're like writing the movie or like creating the movie, There's like do they think like, oh, it. we need to have There's, something yeah. like that in this movie. There's probably push for it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I just thought about that conversation that you guys had. Yeah. I would say podcast. as far as they go though, this one isn't so It's like, not in it's your very face. yeah no, no. That's no, you're right. So that was good at least. Like right. it literally was just like at the end. And really at the, even at the just end like, they're just kind of flirting and stuff. Yeah. It's not like it's Yeah, it's like we survived. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can trauma bond. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um so kill off I wasn't super convinced. Like, obviously, mm. he needs to be there because it sets up. He's part of the setting more than anything. But the warlord was not very convincing as a warlord. I like that actor. Yeah. But it just didn't seem. I picture somebody a little bit more unhinged looking or like not looking, but like acting a little bit more. So not remove the character, but maybe um, do it a little differently. The character. Yeah. Because, I mean, everyone else. Most other people, most of the supporting characters really aren't on screen that much. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's not like a lot of unnecessary characters. Right. And, like, the, and, the, and the ones that may be, maybe not unnecessary, but the ones that seem like they would be expendable, it, you don't need to bother getting rid of them. Yeah. Like the government guy that talks to their boss and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Just like basically just maybe the little tidbit up towards the end where they, the the guy uh, the government rep is trying to get um uh William H Macy to work for them again mm-hmm. like that little bit may have like i don't know what you the point i don't yeah out. i don't know what the point of that was except maybe you know i guess if if they were thinking this oh, movie oh yeah we didn't even talk about that that was that the guy. part what? no like that part where he was saying like um what he wants, like a yacht, and then uh, for Rain Wilson's character to have more, more computers, computers. Uh-huh. and then he said, oh, like, and also, then he poisons the dude, and then he's like, also, and then it cuts to like the restaurant, yeah, the restaurant where Massard is like, um, dining with dining somebody. with someone, and then he gets like a waiter comes over and pours a glass of water, and then you see that it's like it's been swapped out yeah so it's a little sus the, yeah by the one guy <laughs> and who's like so a, then we're just like did they like literally just poison him with the water like the bad water see and here's the thing too like if they if they do that and the waiter takes the bottle to that table like who's to say that somebody else isn't going to drink like obviously that bottle is going to be for that table but who's the guy that's with them like is he going to well, have some of the water at any point he didn't, he didn't leave the up. bottle there no, he, no, like I thought that he, he swapped poured, it. I thought he just no. swapped it because I didn't think he took it to the table. Did um, he take it to yeah, the table? Yeah, he took the water in a glass to the table. He set the glass down and then he poured the water in the glass left. for Massard and mm-hmm. then he took the bottle and left. I thought he just swapped the bottle. No. I didn't see him pour it. Like I didn't see him. No, like, I saw. 
Okay. I saw. I no, have, it was literally like he only was. I must giving... have glanced away or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, either way, yeah, yeah, they so just that totally was very bizarre. poison that dude. <laughs> but also kind of I deserves think that, it. Because he basically, so that was showing that he got away with it. Like, so they didn't, he didn't blow, like he was trying to blow up the plant yeah, yeah, and yep. it didn't work. So then yep. he just got away with it. Like no one came after him. Yeah, it was probably, they probably. They, that kind of just wasn't result. Like, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I think the idea was that maybe. I, I I would imagine they just explain it away, like yeah, like that kind probably. of an incident that you can just sweep under. I'm I'm assuming, mm-hmm. but I I'm thinking about it now too. Like it's probably not that crazy that he like I'm air quoting poisoned him. Now that I think about it, because they do mention that there's a way to cure the. Oh yeah, they do mention that they were working. If if that. they were using the same kind of contaminant in the water. But it kind of seemed a little bit more shady than that. Yeah. Like, we got to take this guy interesting. out. Yeah, we almost forgot to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was that, did you not pick up on that, like, the first however many times you watched it in the uh, past? Because you kind of seemed surprised. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> think I ever, like, really paid attention to that. Funny. Um, but I, or at least thought about it in that context. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What's next? Well, next would be for us to, I think at this point, just go through No, I thought the things. quotes. Oh, I don't have a quote. Okay. I told you I didn't have a quote. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I don't either. Yeah. I don't want to. That I wanna, was your other segment. I was just going. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Natural yep. flow. I, I just, I want to take a quick look at what else this director has done. Um, Breck Eisner, which was for sure, it's for sure a name that I've recognized recognize outside of this and i just look at his stuff he um he did the crazies which i've been wanting to watch recently you've seen that though yeah right? i've seen it yeah, yeah I like it. or it's interesting mm-hmm. that's one we should show carla yeah horror movie that it's well pretty, is it technically a horror movie yeah i'd say so it's but i don't know is it too close to zombies she's not big <laughs> on zombies it's kind of zombies Maybe. right i don't know but at any rate I think we'll look to, um, I think we mentioned we'll look at maybe doing Into the Blue sometime. But Yeah, uh, so I may be appearing in future episodes. Right. Hope you like listening to my voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got there? Um, okay, so then if they want to reach out to mm-hmm. you guys, they can email you at twistturnsoneliners at gmail.com. Follow them on Twitter at TTOL Pod, Instagram at Twisters and One Liners, and YouTube at Twisters and One Liners. Yeah. Did I cover it? Yep. Instagram is probably where our posts are a little are the most informative, I would say, because we're able to put the wheel spin videos from every other episode. Yep. Up there. And then um, you get a surprise every other week right. of not knowing what's coming. Right. Unless we were unless we start to get it a little bit more ahead, we can we can do that. But I think doing it this way is a little a little Everyone likes a surprise. Right. Um at any rate that, Follow, uh, comment, like, yeah, subscribe, all the things. All the things. <laughs> I uh, I think a big one, honestly, that we that Carla brought up um a few a few weeks back. Uh, to actually uh, take a minute and uh, rate us on, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
whatever you happen to be listening on. Um, I think uh, that goes, just a rating goes a long way, I think, in this kind of environment. So if you would. Yeah. All right. Anyway, see you next time. Yep. Bye.